Welcome to Becoming Your Best Version, a podcast in which I have the privilege of interviewing inspiring women whose paths have crossed mine. And I am the host and creator, an attorney living in the Washington, D.C. area. I'm a mentor to women in recovery from addictions or child abuse or um, sexual assault. I am a TEDx speaker. Please look at my TED Talk and like it. It is called Using Life's Challenges as a Force for Good. I'm also an author. My last book, 50 After 50, Reframing the Next Chapter of Your Life, has helped thousands of people reinvigorate their lives at any age. I'm a slow learner, so it took me till age 50 to make needed changes in my life. So today we have Kathy Fritz joining us from the Boston area. She is a board certified master hormone coach who helps women in perimenopause and menopause experience relief from hormonal symptoms like fatigue, hot flashes, moodiness, and insomnia. Her clients lose weight, rediscover their energy, feel sexy, and stop thinking they're losing their minds. Kathy's background in education gives her the experience to individualize material so that her clients can go from where they are to where they want to be. Check out her work at kathyfritzcoaching.com. She's also on Instagram and LinkedIn, and all of this information is in the show notes, so you need not write it down yet. Welcome, Kathy. Thanks, Maria. And I just want to second that, um, you know, your TED Talk really is excellent. And so if anyone listening hasn't had a chance to check it out and like it, uh, I want to put that on their to-do list because I really enjoyed it. It was pretty profound. Thank you. And as most of you know, many things online are are seen via a visibility algorithm. So the more likes and hits and clicks on anything moves it up in the visibility algorithm. So thank you for that little plug, Kathy. Nope. And by the way, people, she didn't ask me to do that. That came from the heart. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so tell us, I mean, you look too young to me to be someone who was in even perimenopause, but tell us, how did this journey start for you on a course of helping other women who are experiencing these pesky, pesky things that come along with menopause? Well, like so many of us, you know, my journey began with my own hormone imbalance. And you're right, I am young. Um, but what I found out is that perimenopause can start as early as 35. Wow. And, you know, in, in our culture, a lot of women are also having babies at that time. So they're postpartum and perimenopausal. You can imagine what that creates. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> um, yes. And so I had this hormonal imbalance and my doctor said, okay, well, you know, that's, that's too bad. Would you like to, I can write you a script for the pill. And it just did not sit well with me. I thought, wait a second, the pill actually stops communication between my brain and my ovaries. I think I need better communication between them. Um, and so she didn't really have any resources for me. So I went out and did my own research, read tons of books, looked online at reputable sources, found evidence-based information, and then applied it to myself. In the meantime, I was kind of feeling done with the job I was in. Um, I 
you mentioned in my bio, I have an education background. I was a high school English teacher and thought I would be forever. I loved it. Never intended to leave the classroom, like was my favorite. Um, but, you know, circumstances change. And so I was feeling um, ready for, for a change. I was working for an online school and this was before it was the cool thing to do. I was a trendsetter. <laughs> um, so I just was feeling done with that work. And as I learned more about our midlife bodies, as I discovered how much misinformation's out there and how little evidence-based information is available to women, I just discovered my second calling. Um, it was a very much, you know, being open to that. Wow, I love that. Um, and so what was maybe the most impactful thing you found in your research that helped you and helps your clients? Well, one that I shared with you already is how early it can start, um, because I think women in their mid to late thirties will be having symptoms and be like, well, it's not related to my hormones because, you know, I'm only in my thirties. Um, and so allowing women almost permission feels like the wrong word. Um, perhaps just giving them the information so that they can feel empowered to say, Hey, it's my hormones. Perimenopause has started. Um, then has allowed them to gather more information and make lifestyle changes that have an immediate impact on how they feel month to month. I think that has been really profound for me um, and a true honor to just journey with these women and see that some of them within weeks of making small tweaks are saying, wow, I, I didn't know that just cutting dairy was going to have such an impact on my skin and my energy and my sleep. Or, wow, you know, I was really relying on a glass of wine every night uh, to get to sleep. And by changing up my nighttime routine, including taking that out, I'm sleeping better than I did when I was, you know, in my 20s. And I know that probably resonates with you, too. Um, you know, how many women self-medicate, um, you know, to just kind of power through. Yes, indeed, it does. Indeed, it does. So... I am 59 and I'm done with menopause, thankfully. And uh, I didn't use hormones or anything else really um, intentionally. Um, but I know that I went through the hot flashes and the brain fog and uh, moodiness. And just, I did, I just powered through it. And for some of that time, I was not sober. So that probably um, uh, hid some of the effects, or I thought it was all coming from my drinking problem mm. at that time. So what happens after one is done with menopause? Uh, do you find that your clients can go back to whatever they were doing before, if it wasn't hurtful to themselves? It's a good question. And so, um, I like to clarify that menopause is really just one day. Mm. Menopause is the day that marks 12 months since your last bleed. So now you're post-menopause. And in post-menopause, you can still have a hormone imbalance. So even though um, you're post-menopause, it doesn't mean that all the hormones are where they should be. Um, and so I like, I 
I prefer to get women in perimenopause just because it's easier to move the needle during that time. Mm -hmm. But truly in postmenopause, you can still move the needle on whatever's still bothering you. If you're still having hot flashes, if you know you continue to gain weight, uh, especially in that midsection, if you are continuing to struggle with sleep. Um, my area is food, movement, and lifestyle choices. I don't do any of the hormone stuff. I'm not opposed to it. Uh, provided it's bioidentical and provided other things were tried first. Um, you know, I think that medication, hormone uh, replacement therapy has a place, but I don't think it should be the first thing that women are encouraged to try. I don't think it should be that first line. Why is that? Because there are enough studies out there about the, um, so the, some of the side effects that can happen. Um, and there is a question about the long-term effect. Um, early on, now again, hormone therapy isn't my expertise, but early on they were using um, a horse um, estrogen and that caused a lot of problems. So the studies that are alarming, those were um, based on these horse estrogens. There, mm -hmm. haven't been, there hasn't been enough time that we're using this bioidentical um, hormone therapy for us to know what all of the long-term effects are. There are possibly long-term benefits and there are possibly long-term drawbacks. So again, I don't think we have enough information to say like, yeah, that's what we should try first. I also am of the school of thought that anything that is natural, that is just a change in a habit that can have an impact without side effect um, is a more um, desirable choice over something like um, a pharmaceutical. I think that is an important, important thing. What, what is one of your tips with regard to weight gain, which plagues so many of us in midlife? Oh my gosh, right. I would say uh, that's why I always list it in any of my you know information because weight gain is such a challenge for midlife women. I mean, women who were thin their whole lives all of a sudden have this abdominal fat um, that's coming in. So there's a lot of things we can do. Um, one of the most important is we have to shift our bodies from being glucose burners to being fat burners. Um, and so how we eat and when we eat and how much we eat all play into that. Um, and every woman's a little different. So that's why approaching your body um, as a, okay, body, what, what are you telling me? How are you telling me this? Looking at symptoms like weight gain, but also like sleep quality, um, energy levels, um, appetite, cravings, all that, in, all that is information our bodies are giving us. Um, and so by looking at that, um, we can make decisions about how to best fuel our bodies because at the end of the day, food is fuel. And then that can impact the buildup of fat um, or the lack of buildup. Um, so food is kind of the first line. The second line is movement. And so this is an area where a lot of re-education is necessary. The way that we moved in our 20s does not serve our midlife bodies. So a lot of women, you know, were runners and are bicyclists and they would, you know, do these long races and that, you know, kept them thin. But the midlife body sees this stress as the equivalent of, oh my gosh, I'm being chased by a lion all the time. Mm. And so because of that, that our cortisol stays up and that signals to our body like, okay, this is a time of stress. You better hold on to all that fat because you're going to need it. 
You're eventually going to need it. So build it up. Um, and it's only through normal cortisol rises and falls that we can actually then lose the weight. So in some ways, stress management has to kind of come early on with like changes to food, changes to movement. So we got to manage that stress piece as well, because truly uh, weight loss resistance in midlife has as much to do with the brain as it does with the body. I also noticed that relieving toxic burden, is that what you mean by the stress management? So that's part of it is that um, stress is obviously can create some toxicity in our bodies, but there's also the um, physical, uh, the external pieces. So things like your xenoestrogens that can be in products um, that we kind of unknowingly are ingesting. So really looking at source of food, um, quality of personal care products, um, you know, really trying to decrease the amount of plastics that we're using in our homes. Um, all of that relates to your toxic burden as well. Um, you know, supporting the liver to make sure that once we're done with our estrogen, it's getting out of our body instead of being reabsorbed into our body as dirty estrogen. Um, all of that impacts the, the toxic load. Oh, that's so interesting. Never heard that before. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that I should probably investigate. <laughs> well, if I can be of help, make sure that we chat. Thank you so much. And Kathy very generously offers three free 30 minute coaching calls where people are allowed to tell her what's going on, tell her about what's making them crazy, and she shares how she can help. Can you give us a little preview of what a 30-minute coaching call looks like typically? Yeah, and and I do this, Maria, because I want to make sure before somebody decides that we're a good fit that I think I can actually help her um, because truly there are things that are outside of my scope. Um, and so that's why, you know, I make sure to do this. So these calls begin with um, just me asking the woman, all right, tell me, tell me what's going on here. And she'll give like a general overview. And I always have follow up questions. I am an incredibly curious person. And I always tell people there's no such thing as too much information when you're working with me. I want to know not only how often do you poop, but I want to know what it looks like. <laughs> I want to know everything about your cycle month to month. I want to know how it changes. I want to know the color of the blood. I want to know how much there is. Um, we get personal quickly <laughs> um, because good. these are all indications about how your body's working. And then uh, once I feel like I have a good idea of the woman's hormonal landscape based on what she's told me, I'll share with her kind of how I approach um, working with clients and, um, you know, kind of ask her, like, do you think this would be a good fit for you? Because coaching and the coaching relationship is really different than the doctor patient, than a teacher student, than a mentor mentee. Coaching is very much a partnership. I tell clients, if you're looking for me to tell you three things that you can do and you'll magically be better, that's not what this is. Coaching is about you getting information and deciding what you want to do with that information. And then I support you. Yes, if you ask my opinion, I will 100% give it to you. But you create the goals and we work together to make sure you reach your goals. And then we check in on the symptoms to see, okay, are these goals that you're hitting having the impact you want them to have? I love that. 
Um, and are most of your clients in New England or do you do work online as well? I only work online. So oh. I am a, a nationwide, I am a nationwide availability. One of my um, most recent clients was in Arizona. Nice. Yeah. There, I mean, I, this seems like a pretty unusual uh, calling that you have had. Do you know that if there are other people who do what you do? So the term health coach is a really unregulated term. That's why I, when my, my branding use hormone coach, just to differentiate myself a little bit. Um, the phrase board certified health coach or NBCHWC, lots of letters, mm -hmm. um, that is regulated and that does have meaning, but most your average person doesn't know that. Um, and so what I would say is um, there are a lot of health coaches. There are fewer of us who are board certified and health coaches choose a niche. We choose a specialty. Usually we're called to it. So a lot of people who do autoimmune, well, they've struggled with autoimmune. Um, you know, if it's a keto coach, well, keto worked for them and they've taken off all this weight. Um, side note for most midlife women, keto is not the answer. Um, so I think it's knowing that um, board certified matters because we have to have gone through all this extra training and sat for this exam. And to even sit for the exam, you have to have done, you know, 50 sessions um, in a particular uh, amount of time. So board certified and somebody whose specialty is what you're struggling in are the two pieces that, that I would say people should look for um, when they're ready to work with a health coach. Important distinctions. Thank mm -hmm. you for that. Mm -hmm. And I would suggest all of you take a look at her blog, kathyfritzcoaching.com uh, contains the blog. And uh, I love that you have entries such as debunking menopause myths, because for me, menopause actually wasn't so bad. And that's one of the myths that it's going to be horrible. And if we expect it's going to be horrible, it probably will be like, I believe very much so in the power of positivity and reframing various things in your life and looking for the good, because I'm really happy. I no longer have a period, for instance. Mm, yeah. And, and I love that you brought that up, Maria. So on the one hand, yeah, perimenopause doesn't have to be this awful experience. Our mindset totally matters um, and can impact our reality. Um, and, and I'm so glad that for you, it wasn't like this really difficult experience because um, for some women, it really is, is awful. Yes. And they really feel like they're losing their minds. And that's why I put that in my bio too, yeah. because they've, my clients have said that to me repeatedly. Um, and, and that's another reason I do those 30 minute calls. Um, the women who work with me are truly symptomatic. They're having, you know, these very difficult experiences. Um, I am launching a membership for mm. women who want more information. They don't think they need the one-to-one -one weekly coaching yet, but they want to work with an expert. And I offer group coaching twice right. a month through that option so that they still have access to me. So something comes up or something doesn't make sense in the material and I can still address it with them. Oh, that's very, very useful. I'm so glad that you put that out into the world. It's so helpful. Um, although my menopause experience wasn't so harsh, 
I do have many friends who take hormones and swear that their skin is better, their hair is better, their blah, blah, blah. And then it makes me feel like, oh gosh, would I look better if I had done that? I'm not going to do it. But um, are you finding that there's a connection between even um, the good hormones that you recommend, the natural hormones, and the quality of one's um, hair and skin? Interesting question. So I can't speak from personal experience because when women come to me, it's generally because they don't want to do hormones. Um, and so my clients get better skin and hair and feel better just with food movement and lifestyle changes. Mm -hmm. um, but I have certainly heard of women who say bioidentical hormones save their lives and turn things around for them. So I, I would never want to say like, oh, you you know, that's not true. That's a placebo effect. I don't, I don't think that's the case at all. I think every woman's body is different. Um, again, I come from a, a belief system that let's try natural first, but if it doesn't work, then that's where science, um, you know, in the pharmaceutical industry can come in. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Definitely. There's a place for Western, any kind of medicine that mm -hmm. helps us and that it is very individualized what, what one needs. So do you miss teaching at all? Sometimes, if I'm being honest, um, but I do teach religious education for my son's fifth grade class. Okay, all right. You've got <laughs> so I definitely, I definitely still get a little practice. Um, and I think I would miss it more if this work wasn't so incredibly meaningful and profound to me. Mm -hmm. um, I feel in the same way I felt called to the classroom, I feel called to this work. Why do you think that is? What an interesting question. Um, I think I really enjoy journeying with people, whether it was teenagers in the English classroom or now midlife women through their health journeys. And so being able to support others reach their goals, again, whether it was becoming a better writer or being feeling better in their own bodies, um, that just feels to me like meaningful work. That is the kind of thing I wanna spend my time, my work time doing. Oh, I love that. If one can find something that brings them joy and mm. make a living off of it, that mm. is, is remarkable. There are so many unhappy people in the world right now. Absolutely. So what did your family and friends think when you said, oh, I'm going to give my my career up that I studied for, for many years. Yeah, and got I'm a master's. this new thing that nobody else does. What do they think? Um, I'm so lucky, Maria. I'm so, so blessed in, in my family and my friends. Um, they've been a hundred percent supportive. And every time I, you know, got a new certification or passed an exam, you know, they would celebrate me. Um, and so I'm just, I think I'm, I'm just really lucky in who the people I chose and the people I was, you know, born into my family of origin. Yeah, that is lucky. So you also offer a free guide for those who sign up on your website that gives clear, actionable advice that can have an immediate and lasting effect on your hormone symptoms, perimenopause or menopause experience. So can you share a little preview of what that guide offers? 
Sure. Yeah. So this was um, a guide that I developed over many, many months, um, trying to make it as concise and usable as possible. Um, you know, I picked the the three top sy symptoms I see. So it's four surprising ways to reduce your hot flashes, insomnia, and waistline. Mm. So those are the three that I see the most of. Um, I've definitely been seeing more anxiety and depression um, or moodiness. So mm. I could have probably thrown that one in there too, but I'd already developed this. Um, and so, you know, I go through, um, you know, one of the things I say is um, don't eat in moderation, which I feel like is, you know, we always hear eat in moderation, everything's fine in moderation. Uh, the second point is very similar. Don't drink in moderation. Um, so I go through, you know, what the midlife body needs for nourishment, what the midlife body needs, um, you know, for hydration. Um, and then the third and fourth are about uh, movement. And then again, a lifestyle piece. Um, you know, I am seeing more recommendations around strength training for women, but I cannot overemphasize that enough. We have to lift weights. And no, I don't mean taking your cute little five pound dumbbells and doing 8 million, you know, of those curls. You need to lift heavy things mm. in a safe way. Um, and no, you're not going to become bulky. Mm. I, you know, we, we, as women do not bulk up to become bodybuilders naturally. Um, and if that is your goal, I am not the coach for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, little tidbits like that, um, that you know, in a very direct, right. Where we don't have a lot of time. We're busy. We got, we need direct, clear information. Um, so little pieces like that, like strength training is a must, you got to do it. Well, I, I understand all of those points, except for the one about why not eat in moderation. What, what do you suggest instead? Um, so that's a little bit to, you know, get people intrigued. Like, what does oh, this mean, oh, right? Okay. Just like you, you don't need feel. to share. Everyone needs to sign up for this guide. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, but again, it's about how we're nourishing that body. So if we're eating something that is super inflammatory to our body in moderation, mm. well, that's going to cause more inflammation. Gotcha. And that inflammation is the root of all things, um, whether it's a hormone imbalance, an autoimmune issue. I mean, we have to address the inflammation in our bodies. Um, and so even if it's quote unquote good for you and uh, the, you know, CDC recommends certain amount of servings and the my plate this, it doesn't matter because it's inflammatory to your body. Mm. So even if it's just in moderation, let's take... Um, you know, just something like, you know, a whole grain pasta. If that is inflammatory to your body, I don't care how much you moderate it. It should be out, right? It should be out of your usual diet. Um, is whole grain pasta inflammatory? Oh yeah, it can be for sure. Oh, wow. Not just wow. for people with celiac. Interesting. Interesting. Um, and so really the only way to know if something's inflammatory is we have to take it out. Um, and I say minimum of three weeks, ideally six weeks of none of whatever food you're, you're seeing, if it's inflammatory, gotcha. um, and then you, you gently and slowly reintroduce it for a few days and then watch and you see how your body responds. And most women's bodies give them a very clear way of saying this, I don't like, or mm. this I'm fine with. Interesting. 
So knowing what you know now, is there anything you, any change you wish you had made earlier in your life? Oh, um, I took a very gradual approach to the changes that I've made. Um, and that has worked really well for me. But I think really cutting back on grains for me has been a game changer in my energy levels and how I feel um, in my period. Uh, so I think I would have done that sooner. Okay, well, that makes sense. So I like to ask all, all of our guests the following question. What do you do to become your best version? I carve out self-care time every single day. It is not negotiable. And it makes me a better human being, a better mom, better wife, better daughter, better friend, better coach. And I encourage all women to carve out that non-negotiable daily self-care time. Mm, what does self-care entail, entail for you? Uh, good, good follow-up question. For me, it entails um, time in prayer. Um, it also entails using essential oils, aromatherapy. Um, and you uh, not every day, but I am an avid tennis player. It is my stress release. It is my happy place. And so um, it's not something I would ever say to do daily because it's um, you don't want to move your body in the same exact way day after day. But for me, that needs to be a part of my week. Mm, I love it. I love it. I love tennis too. All right. Well, I would encourage all of you to do yourself the favor of checking out kathyfritzcoaching.com and following her on Instagram and connecting with her on LinkedIn because she has a wealth of information that she sifted through all of the stuff out there, all this messaging we get that conflicts and gives you true individualized coaching to help you increase the quality of your life. Thank so, you, Maria. Thank you, Kathy, for being here today and taking time out of your very busy schedule. So get out there and hit some balls. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Tune in next week for another story and tips from another inspiring woman. Thanks, all.